the Christmas story as a scene of joy and lament. In Egypt, about 15% of the population are Christians. The majority of Christians belong to the Coptic Orthodox Church, which has unique traditions for Christmas. Celebrating Christmas starts with a 43 days of fasting, which the church calls the Holy Nativity Fast. During those days, Christians have to abstain from eating any animal products. The church also holds liturgical prayers every Saturday night during this Advent time. On Christmas Eve, Christians rush to, rush to churches to attend the Christmas Mass that starts at 9 p.m. and lasts until midnight. After the Mass, families gather together to have a big dinner that includes all kinds of food that they cut off during Advent time. As for the Protestant Church, although they do not follow the same regulations that of Orthodox Church, they too celebrate Christmas on January 7 in accordance with the Coptic calendar. Although Christmas is a joyful event that Christians wait for from year to year, Christmas Eve in Egypt is usually marked by a mix of joy and anxiety and mourning. It is usually celebrated with the shadow of terrorism that the churches faced in previous years looming over the Christian communities. Thus, it is unavoidable to celebrate Christmas amid a growing suspicion of a similar terrorist attacks. But in addition to that feeling of an anxiety and apprehension, Christmas is an event which is for many Christian families a somber day. It's a day where they remember and grieve those whom they lost during these past deadly attacks. This scene might be completely different than the celebration scene in many other countries throughout the world. Nonetheless, it's not quite different than the first Christmas scene in Bethlehem. The glorious mystery of the manifestation of God in flesh, which led to the composition of the first joyful Christmas carol Glory to God in the highest heaven was also mingled with voices of wailing and loud lamentation. Because Rachel, weeping for her children, she refused to be consoled because they are no more. And although the angelic carol was more pleasant and more comforting, the sounds of laments were louder and echoed throughout the country. But despite the intensity of that gloomy atmosphere, the loud dismal cries could not overwhelm the soft joyful voice that was heard only by some few insignificant people. That is because the laments that were the result of the overpowering attempt to thwart the plan of salvation was quickly overpowered by another angelic victorious proclamation. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. This victorious proclamation made the initial soft proclamation on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased to be echoed, not only throughout the country, but to the ends of the earth. 
Pharaoh could not obstruct the fulfillment of the divine promise. In your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. But the plot to kill all boys to eradicate this offspring resulted into the people multiplied and became very strong. And the groaning from slavery was quickly transformed into a widespread amazement. As soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Likewise, the brutal executions of Herod, Pontius Pilate, Nero, Domitian, Trajan, to name a few, is but a proof that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The Christmas joy that overpowers our mournings and laments, in addition to our packed churches despite the risk of death, is but another proclamation that fear and sadness can never swallow our hope. Because that hope is built upon the firm faith that the temporal groanings and lamentations will soon bring forth that awaited glorious and loudest new song, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slaughtered and by your blood you ransomed for God's saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. This year, the scene of a Christmas which is marked by a mix of joy and anxiety will not be peculiar only to the Egyptian church. But I'm certain that this scene is the scene that will dominate the whole world. This year, we all have a common tyrant enemy. This enemy, although cannot be seen by the naked eyes, were able to kill many people, isolate families and friends, causing many to feel anxious, depressed, and uncertain of what tomorrow will hold for them. But can there be a way out of these feelings this year? Can we have that Egyptian scene of a joyful Christmas that conquers fear and death and rejuvenates faith and hope? I believe we can. If we can only add to our Christmas carols this year, some of Rachel's lamentations and groanings over what this enemy has revealed to us. Groaning over our suffering world, which has long been suffering poverty, sickness, famine, war, death, but which we scarcely paid attention to it because all what we cared for is our very small world that we created for ourselves. Groaning over our increasing isolation, not because that is what fighting this virus demand, but because we missed our vocation to live an others-centered life in a self-centered world. Feeling more secured in our comfort zone instead of troubling ourselves with carrying each other's burdens. Crooning over the closed doors of our church that has been long been closed behind herself, not because of the virus, 
But because of her fear and cowardness, even at ease time, when people in other countries are tortured, imprisoned, put to death, but rejoiced that they had been considered worthy to suffer for his name. Groaning, perhaps her doors may be reopened, not for her members to meet again, but that she can dash forth to the ends of the earth, proclaiming release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and freedom to those who are oppressed. Groaning, perhaps she may stand again against the gates of the worldly moralities, standards, and values. The hope and faith were always possible among the Christians in Egypt because we believe that the blood of the martyrs has always been the seed of the church. And the hope and faith could be possible this year too because we trust that our tears and groanings will be the seed of transformation and revival. Because as Walter Brueggemann puts it, where the cry is not voiced, heaven is not moved, and history is not initiated. And then the end is hopelessness. But where the cry is seriously voiced, heaven will answer, and earth may have a new chance. May you all have a merry and hopeful Christmas.